The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the second chapter. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. When the time came for their purification and according to the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. And the sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they turned, they returned into Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the gospel of our Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, dear saints, in the Christmas gospel, the evangelist Luke described the events around the birth of Jesus. And today, Luke jumps ahead to take us to the 40th day of Jesus's life here on earth. We know from today's text that Jesus is 40 days old because the opening words speak of the time of purification, according to the law of the Lord. And that law is Leviticus 12, which stipulates that a period of 40 days must elapse for the mother of a male before she can approach the priest and make a sin offering. So in today's text, that's exactly what Mary and Joseph do. They take the baby Jesus 
to the temple in Jerusalem to present him to the Lord and to give a sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or maybe two young pigeons. Now this presentation of poultry, it tells us that Mary and Joseph are of a lower class of citizens, for this is the permissible sin offering for people that are too poor to afford the regular sin offering of a lamb. These particular details in the introduction of our text, just a week after Christmas Day, is Luke's way of continuing the theme of the unexpected. The unexpected in God's plan of salvation. The kind of Savior that God promised is in itself unexpected. Now, we would expect God to perhaps show himself to the world in his unveiled glory in a stunning or brilliant burst of light, much like a 4th of July or even a New Year's Eve fireworks display. Or perhaps by sending a mighty king arriving with all the fanfare of a celebrity, then charismatically leading his military to bring freedom to the captives. But instead... The unexpected occurs. God's mighty king is a baby. There is no splendor, not even a room available in downtown Bethlehem, just a feed box for a bed surrounded by animals and foul orders. God humbles himself to step into a lowly world. God chooses to be born as a real human baby to real human parents. They're not celebrities, not special, not worthy in any way. And in another unexpected twist, God has simply chosen ordinary everyday people. He has again visited the lowly, those too poor, to afford a regular offering to bring salvation to the world. And in our text for today, God's unexpected surprises, well, they continue. We're introduced to a man in Jerusalem named Simeon, a person that we know very little about. We're told that Simeon is a righteous man and he is awaiting the consolation of Israel. The Holy Spirit had revealed to him that he would not see death before he would see the Lord's Christ. So Simeon is longing for the fulfillment of this promise before he dies longing for that day when God would reveal his promised Christ to him. Now, why would God promise to reveal himself to an aging, dying man? Was Simeon special or worthy in any way? No. And that he is a righteous man isn't because of any virtuous work. For we're told in the words immediately following this that he was expectantly waiting the consolation of Israel. You see, his righteousness lies in his expectant longing, in his faith. He's no different than us. Simeon is a sinner, having fallen well short of what God demands. He is clinging to the hope of salvation in Christ, just as we are. And God fulfills his promise to Simeon that he will not die before he sees the Lord's Christ. Now Simeon goes to that temple at that very same time as 
Joseph and Mary were there presenting their child Jesus to do for him what was customary according to the law. Simeon, he was expectantly waiting to see the Christ. But I doubt very much that he was expecting a baby. Yet God revealed to Simeon that this was indeed the Christ. And he received him in his arms and he glorified God. And he said, now, Lord, you dismiss your servant in peace according to your word, because my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before all people, a light of revelation to the nations and glory to your people, Israel. This is Simeon's song of praise to God in the temple for letting him see the Christ child and hold him in his arms before he died. You probably recognize these words as we sing them usually in our liturgy during the season of Lent after we have been dismissed from Holy Communion, acknowledging that we have also seen our Savior in flesh and blood, the bodily risen Christ in the bread and in the wine, confessing that the reception of the sacrament prepares people for their holy journeys. When we celebrate Holy Communion, the Christ child who was born for us and crucified in our place and who rose from death and flooded the kingdom of darkness with his light, he comes to us as host of his holy meal, giving us his body and blood to forgive us of all of our sins. God in Christ again does not withhold himself from the lowly. No, God, through Christ, again, comes to his temple, but not the building in Jerusalem that is no longer there, but to his new temple, the people of God, his church gathered around him, the fullness of God in bodily form. As we stand at the beginning of another year, we reflect on our records of imperfect endeavors, our shortcomings, and all of our sins, which the blood of Christ must cover up. But we also see a future, a future bright with promises and new hope. Throughout this year, pray. Yes, pray that the Lord would grant us the enduring faith of Simeon to see the Lord's salvation and give him thanks face to face in eternity. Pray that, like the child Jesus, we will continually grow in our true wisdom and receive the favor of God. Dear saints, throughout this year, there might be things from God in our lives that we would not have expected. But what we can expect is that he is faithful to his promises. He has proven that by sending the promised Savior into the world for Simeon and Anna to behold and for us to behold too by grace alone, through faith alone, until that day that we see him face to face in all of his heavenly glory. Now may that bring you peace. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding May it guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.